Welcome. You are now aboard the Sub Club Submarine Spaceship. We will be your tour guides on a quantum journey to reprogram our subconscious minds. Please keep your arms and hands inside the subship at all times until you are safely docked in your castle's subship port upon arrival at heaven on earth. Thank you and enjoy the ride. everyone welcome back to the brainwash yourself podcast where we dive into different ways to reprogram your subconscious mind as well as many other interesting conversations about life and the nature of reality that we are living and how to live our best and most fulfilled creative wonderful existences my name is Annika, and I am here with my beautiful co-host, Callista. Hi, everyone. So happy to be in the subship with you all. We are elated. It is our favorite thing to hang out in the subship with you. <laughs> and we want to remind you to keep your arms and legs and all limbs <laughs> and body parts in the subship at all times as we are taking off and traversing the landscape of this vast universe that we exist in. So here we go. Today we are going to be discussing in this episode the topic and idea of doing less. So like most things that we discuss here, there are so many directions that this could be taken in. So we're just going to go with where the energy takes us. And I will start off by saying that the idea of there being a benefit to doing less is, I think, an important notion to contemplate in our current day and age in our current society, because things are moving so fast. We live in a really accelerated, technological, innovative information age where there is so much stimulation. There are so many things you can be doing all the time. There is such a pre pressure to be extremely productive. And all these things are beautiful things. Like here, we're all about like, you know, moving towards your goals, um, doing things that are of value, doing things that are going to get you to where you want to be in life, because there's so much beautiful satisfaction that can be derived from that. Um, but at the same time, it's important to have a balance of having the mindset that there is so much like juicy goodness that can come from like every once in a while being like, Hey, how can I do less? How can I relax more? How can I have more empty space where I can just rest into my own being in my everyday reality? Because sometimes we think that the more that we do, the more that we're going to gain, the farther that we're going to get, the higher that we're going to climb. Um, and that's not always the case. You know, sometimes we have to work more intentionally, not work more. Sometimes we have to rest more intentionally um, because oftentimes when we think about bringing in 
on a manifestation level, things that we want to experience in this life, it's often tied to the idea that being able to receive things from an energetic perspective, like if you, if you are making yourself a container to receive the things that you're asking for, like it has to do with being in an energy of receptivity. And oftentimes that is an energy that you're going to be in if you're doing less, if you're not coming from the belief system that like the more I do, the harder I grind, the more I give, um, that is what is going to equate to me receiving more. And so a lot of it, I think has to do with kind of like untying our belief systems around that being true, because I think that's pretty much like accepted standard belief in our society that the harder we work, the farther we're gonna get. So I love working hard. I think it's really fun. I think doing things that feel, you know, productive and uh, aligned with where you're trying to go is really important and valuable, but there's also something to be said for having a more balanced approach to life. So that's where I'll leave it right now. I want to hear what Calista has to say. I want to hear how she's going to break it down for y'all because um, I know it's going to be juicy and delicious. So thank you. Thank you for introducing the pod and the topic at hand and for sharing these truths about doing less. And there is like more than one way to look at it, of course. There's more than one way to look at everything. And so it's funny because we will be like brainstorming for these episodes and I forget what even inspired us like to do this episode because now it's inspired me to think of it in all these different ways. So um, it's a great motto. It's a good motto to whip out every once in a while, just do less. Um, one way to think of it, this may have been our original inspiration or like the way I kind of started out thinking about it is just like resting and relaxing. Annika kind of just touched on this and it's so true. It is in contrast to like our current society. We are in the United States of America, 2022. Um, and so there's such a thing as hustle culture and hard work is glorified. And there's nothing wrong with hard work. And it's funny because I just said it's glorified, but hard work also has its share of detractors, but we even made an episode chop wood, carry water, where we are talking about how much we love to reframe work in a positive way. And so it's not about, oh, um, 
like resting being better than working hard or something being wrong with working hard or anything like that. But it's kind of like sometimes in our society, it seems like rest also is something that we kind of judge ourselves for and like shame ourselves for as like being lazy or like we should be um, doing something productive. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. And um, it's hard to just let ourselves kind of like rest without feeling guilty sometimes. And so that is kind of what we want to deprogram because it's like the yin and the yang. They're two sides of the same coin. Like you need to be able to rest effectively in order to work optimally and vice versa. And um, so, yeah, I just loved everything you were saying about that, Annika. And another way that I came to think about it more just thinking about the phrase do less is also thinking about it from the perspective of like not forcing and detaching kind of like mentally and energetically doing less in addition to physically and I feel like that applies to our society in so many places too and it reminds me of that phrase like doing too much, like someone doing too much. And I feel like that can apply probably to all of us at times, definitely to me many, many times in the past. And um, it's like, just do less. And I think that it applies in a broad sense to Kind of like we talk about manifesting and the law of attraction or another way to look at it is um, having goals and having desires and having outcomes you want to achieve or um, dissatisfaction that you want to improve, so on, so forth. Um, so there's the concept of like detaching from it, wanting it kind of wanting it so bad and kind of trying to force it. And it's funny because it's basically just funny because we're trying to pull it closer, move ourselves closer. And sometimes we end up actually with those same exact actions, pushing it away. It's like we're trying to attract, but we end up repelling. Like if we think in terms of magnetic force, that's like a good analogy for it. And it's so funny. I feel like it applies so well to relationships, like not just romantic relationships, but definitely in romantic relationships and like friendships where um, like you really want someone to like you. And so you kind of 
try to get them to like you. Like you're like doing these actions where um, maybe they're like angled in a way where you think that person is gonna respond well. Um, And sometimes it's like, it's not working. I'm trying to like describe this without being too general. I'm trying to think of like an example where I've done this and I'm sure that I have, but it just wasn't recently, but um, I've definitely also been on the receiving end where I felt like I could kind of perceive that someone was saying something or doing something just to get a good response from me more than it even was um, something that they would naturally or authentically just express, if that makes sense. And it kind of had the opposite effect. Like it kind of would push me away in the past. And um, Marianne Posna, who I always talk about, who's like one of my favorite teachers, she talks about this dynamic all the time where it's like, sometimes we want to be helpful to someone. And so we put so much of our energy of our own ideas of like what would be helpful to us in their situation into their energy field. And it just has the effect of disrupting them and distracting them and throwing them off balance. And really maybe they just need um, like a container and a safe space and like time to kind of work through things and support to know that you believe in them to like figure it out on their own. And it's like, just do less. Like we don't need to do so much like force relationships in our lives to go certain ways or force people to see us in certain ways. It's like we um, can just naturally shine through and we can just kind of relax and detach that's the art to it. It's like, if you don't care whether this person likes you or not, if you don't care whether this person, not in a mean way, but like whether someone gets their act together or not, or like figures out their problem or not, because it's not your business. It's like that quote, what other people think of me is none of my business or like it's not a quote, but we don't wanna just exhaust ourselves going around trying to solve everyone else's problems for them because it's just not their business or not our business. And so when you can detach in that way and realize there's no need and there's really no um, benefit, then I feel like it makes it a little easier, but So yeah, that's like two different ways that I can look at the phrase. One is just kind of resting and relaxing. And then one is just kind of detaching and just letting things flow, letting go of any of the urge to force things. And I remember back when I used to act out those behaviors more, it was a very anxious, neurotic 
kind of compulsive tendency. Um, so it's definitely a process to like kind of deprogram and reprogram whether you're thinking of the value of like physically resting and relaxing or whether you're just talking about like we always talk about in the sub club, like reprogramming that subconscious tendency, that subconscious belief that you need to force everything and grab everything and hold everything so tight in order to experience it. Um, then it's like just a long process that you go through um, little by little. I don't know if I followed my train of thought like all the way through from the beginning to the end of that sentence, but those are like two different angles that I like to look at the concept of doing less. And there's even more that I started thinking about like as I was brainstorming and thinking about the topic more. So I love this topic and I'll talk about more after Annika shares her next thoughts, which I can't wait to hear. Thank you, Calista. I loved what you had to say about the gripping and the forcing and about how you can take the do less thing almost all the way back to like a super foundational level of like how we all interact with life on like a baseline level that oftentimes if we don't see it in ourselves yet is like very subconscious and it's is the tendency to feel like if we are not like micromanaging everything things aren't going to turn out the way that we want them to so I think that this comes back to this idea that people will say things in nature, like nature moves through its own perfection without any need of there being like a flower doesn't need to like make all these decisions in order to like know how to like best grow, do its thing, die when it's time to die, decompose. Like a forest is the same, like the way that it will organically just happen like an acorn knows how to become a tree and like the acorn just like lets life life itself like that's like one of my favorite kind of ideas to think about this as is like you just like let like life knows what it's doing and like you obviously have to be a conscious participant and like show up to what seems like is being asked of you and you know maybe consistently work on becoming more self-aware and get into the spaces where you're being like quiet and reflective so that you can maybe be more moved by this energy of life rather than by your subconscious like impulses and reactions um, and that's kind of like where the real work is in terms of doing less. It's like, actually, instead of like thinking that what's going to make, bring you to a place of greater like happiness and fulfillment is actually a bunch of action and a bunch of doing what your mind and like your ego thinks needs to happen to get you there like the doing less route of this would be like actually spending more time 
with less stimulation, getting more quiet, getting more self aware, resting so that your like intuitive faculties, like have the energy to like be turned on so that like your body is like functioning properly and you can interact with life from a place of peace and from a place of a calm nervous system and from a place of a neutral mind and a place of equanimity, because that's the space from which like life can life itself more easily and things can flow more naturally and you can experience more serendipities and more magic and more intuitive hits about where you're supposed to go next and what's supposed to be done next and then you can be living from a place where like you're doing a lot less but like you're a lot more is happening in a lot in like a much more flowy way so I really enjoy, I really enjoyed you speaking about how like a lot of times our gripping and our forcing and all of this stuff, it's like, it's kind of like how we think we're going to get where we're going. And that makes a ton of sense because that's what we were taught from such an early age that like we make everything happen. And yeah, there's a part we play, but like there is a much larger co-creation that's going on. And it's kind of the energy of doing less that can help you tap into the flow of a greater energy that is working with us. And this, of course, like it depends on what your belief system about life is, but I would have to say that it's something that I have personally experienced so much. Like if we think that we are doing this all on our own and making all this happening, like it's and making all this happen, it's just truly not the case in my opinion and in my experience. Uh, so doing less can be such a beautiful thing. And I think the reason why it can be a little bit maybe you know, there could be other sides to it is that like somebody could take the idea of like doing less as like, you know, being lazy and just like watching TV on the couch all day. And I don't even want to demonize that because I think that's freaking awesome. Like it's in your highest calling to sit on the couch and watch TV all day. Like, great. Like sometimes that is the move. I just mean that what I mean specifically actually is that doing less is not numbing out from life. It's not tuning out from life it's not like checking out from a space of like not wanting to be present and escape but it is actually instead um tuning into the current energy of what's going on and like noticing what might be super beneficial like let's say you're having like and the thing is that it's so crazy sometimes it can be so in our minds like the story we make up about like how much stuff has to get done how behind we are like how many things have to happen and we're like in a deep state of panic when like really if we're coming from that kind of energy towards what we have to do it's just going to keep creating that energy over and over and over again like one of my teachers um who I love her name is Nicola and she talks about how 
busyness is a frequency. It's not like an actual like reality of something that's going on. Like there are those people who are just like busy all the time, busy, busy, busy. And it's more of like a frequency that's just like, you know, being like created and created and created over and over again, because, um, we're in that energy and we're in that mind state. And then we're just creating more busyness for ourselves. And I say, this is someone who like does it for myself often. And then like realizes I'm in this mind trip and then real, and then I realize, oh, I actually have to, what would be most beneficial right now is to do a little bit less. Like what would be most beneficial right now is to like get into a really calm, peaceful state and realize that like, the worst thing that could happen is like really like not that bad. And that the energy that I'm going to move through my day with is more important than like me neurotically getting into a story about like how much there actually is to do. Like that's not going to be helpful whatsoever. And I need to get into a more like receptive, calm, state that is bigger picture of of the perspective that like nothing is really wrong like everything is okay and so that was that was one thing that I wanted to say is that so much of the energy that we are putting out is what we're going to experience and I think that the state that we are in is kind of like whatever state we're in is kind of like we're putting this energy in a bank and we're going to like receive dividends back from it. And so I kind of imagine this when I like am off doing something like super magical and fun. Like I remember one time I was like backpacking, hiking with my friends through like these glorious mountains. And we were just like laughing, like climbing down these rocks. And I just remember the feelings that I were feeling was like so so magical, so free, so much joy. It was like pure joy energy that I was like, I know. And I felt it in that moment. I was like, I know that this energy that is going out, it's like, yeah, maybe like on paper in school, they would have told me this isn't productive, but like literally the, the incredible energy and emotions that I was feeling, like, I know that it was going out into the reality and in the holographic nature of it, like would be returned to me tenfold and like paid back to me in dividends. And I think it's the same thing with rest. It's like when you rest and you, and you are in the energy of like really giving yourself what you need. And it's also kind of subconsciously telling yourself like that, that like, it's okay to rest and I can receive even when I'm not like doing all these things. But basically it's like, when you're in this like really calm, beautiful energy, it's like, you're going to receive a more, you're also going to receive that energy back later in dividends. So like, if you're constantly in chaos all day long, going from one thing to the next, thinking about one thing to the next, thinking about your schedule, going back to back to back, like you're just going to keep receiving that energy and dividends. Whereas like, if you're, you start doing less, start taking more time to rest, like potentially your reality could just start to unfold in a more peaceful manner, because instead you're going to be receiving that peaceful, um, energy and like neutral energy back towards yourself. And the, one other thing that I wanted to say on this note was that like, 
I think pretty recently, I just was not getting as much sleep as normal. Cause I just felt like there was so much to do, you know? And like, I kept getting the message over and over again, like sleep is so important. Like sleep is when your cells literally repair themselves. Like when you sleep, there's like light being poured on like into your entire vessel that like it goes beyond a level that like you can even conceive. I think sometimes we actually don't realize how powerful rest is for us because without, without being like properly rested, it's like our intuitive faculties, our creative faculties, our abilities to be patient with the people in our life, like all of these things are kind of diminished. And like, that's, those are the things that actually get us where we want to be going in life. So it's almost like resting is like the most beautifully like productive thing we could do if we even like want to go there, you know? Um, and yeah. And I, one last thing I'll say is that I think another fun thing about the concept of doing less is it's also like working smarter, not harder. It's like the more that you pick and enjoying smarter, not more. And like, it's kind of like, there's no need for excess. It's like, how can we refine and tinker down the things that are in our life so that like what we are working on, what we are experiencing on, what we are, or what we are experiencing, what we are enjoying is like our most potent, like highest priorities, our like most potent, like full fuck yeses, our most like joy bringing, um, people that we interact with, all these things, it's kind of about like, how can we raise the quality um, versus like the quantity? And then there's just a lot more energetic space freed up in our lives and our reality. And we can use that for ourselves and our own peace and our own, um, you know, whatever we want, whatever we want to use it for. So I will tie it up, put a bow on that, toss it back to Callista. <laughs> um, thank you. Wow. Okay. I feel like that was super fun to listen to. That prompted me to think about like so many, even more things. So First of all, two things that I love that you said in particular. One of them was you were saying, I forget the exact context, but you get to a point where you're doing a lot less, but a lot more is happening. I just love that. It's like the opposite of like the hamster wheel where it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm working so hard. It's such a grind. Like I see, I always rebuke these. I always like click not interested in these when I see these pop up on like my social media timeline. But I see these like memes that are supposed to be relatable. And it's like, oh, adulthood is just like, um, sleeping all the time, but always feeling tired, working all the time, but never being caught up, like always thinking every week, I just have to get through this week. I'm like, wow, okay. 
that's why we make this podcast. Well, no, we, this is just what we like to do for fun. But, um, but yeah, no, we, I don't resonate with like wanting to relate to that. And I do resonate with like having related to that in the past. And it is so true what you said, like, the magic that can happen when you just cut yourself a break after like years of just like, wow, why can't I just catch a break? It's like, once you realize like, oh, I know why I can't, like, I refuse to, you know, it's like, um, basically I have experienced magic. I have experienced that magic and I just, loved how you um summed it up saying doing a lot less but a lot more is happening and I feel like that's such a beautiful way to just sum up this whole concept so a lot of what I'll say like I feel like touches back to that but another thing that I love that you said was um not only working smarter not harder but enjoying smarter not more Cause that's the other thing is like, yes, in our society, we will almost kind of on one side of the coin, like martyr ourselves or um, burnout or whatever. Those are two different things, but like overwork ourselves. And then on the other side of the coin, it's like, there's this excess and this like overindulgence and I can totally relate to that too. And I feel like it's a hot topic. It's like that phrase, like money doesn't buy happiness in the true, in the true sense of the phrase, which is like more money doesn't mean more happiness. I mean, yeah, we live in a world where money buys like your food, your shelter, your healthcare. So that phrase in general, I feel like it needs a little bit of nuance, but um, it's not like a more is better situation. And sometimes I feel like we can get in that kind of mental habit of just wanting like more and more and more and more and more. And it's like, that doesn't always bring us the highest like return on investment. And it kind of reminds me of like Epicurus. He's a famous Western philosopher and he is like an ethicist. He's a hedonist. So his like main primary value is pleasure. But, and it's been a while since like I refer to his text, but like how I would remember it is like, he doesn't talk about a system of like pleasure points, but if he did, he would say, for example, like on his system of pleasure points, just for example, like living a long, healthy life and creating like a healthy family and leaving a legacy and like having 
having hard times, but having the experience and like the wisdom gained from um, coming out of those times and learning those lessons, he would say that's worth more pleasure points than like if you were to spend that same amount of time just um, like doing ecstasy or doing heroin or mechanically just like releasing those pleasure neurotransmitters in your brain. It's like, yeah, that's physical pleasure. But um, if you look at it in this way where it's kind of like the science and the art of creating like a beautiful life and there's like more complex pleasures, like the pleasure of like living up to your own moral and ethical standards, like over your entire life, like that is, I feel like just a beautiful way to look at things. And that is like what your comment reminded me of. Um, okay, so let's see. I feel like another way to look at doing less, you touched on this at the beginning of the episode, is like being in this receptive state. And like we mentioned in this podcast before, not in this episode, but like there's these ideas of like the divine masculine and the divine feminine or like masculine and feminine principles. And it doesn't really have to do with men and women. If you're not familiar with these concepts, it's like, I mean, it does a little bit if you're not familiar with these concepts, it's like everyone has both masculine and feminine archetypes within them and energy within them. And everyone has their own balance and without both, basically there would be nothing. Like they're just these two dynamic forces that make up everything like the yin and the yang. The yin is the feminine principle. The yang is the masculine principle. And, um, characteristics of like the feminine energy and the masculine energy don't necessarily line up with like feminine and masculine like stereotypes and like gender roles so people get confused but if that's you just try to stick with me because you get used to it so basically being there's like being versus doing and there's like receiving versus earning or like achieving. So in those examples, being and receiving is a feminine principle, whereas doing and achieving is a masculine principle. And it's like, you can extrapolate this to basically every facet of life, like the masculine principle is the straight line the feminine principle is the spiral the masculine principle is um to give the feminine principle is to receive we already said receiving first which achieving but anyway you can all it's not like a perfect black and white one to two it's all just a 
beautifully like reflective fractal of one another, but we've mentioned in a previous podcast episode how it's kind of like we said about this do less concept being um, a little bit undervalued, how we feel like we feel like in our society, it's kind of like a lot of people will say that the dominant archetype in our society is that masculine energy and it's kind of like an imbalance and things might flow a little better if the feminine principles were valued, amplified, and therefore brought back into balance. And so um, it's like the idea of manifesting too, or like working toward a goal. Like if we are always in that kind of like wanting state, it's like, we are always, always separating ourselves, even just like by a hair's width, like just that hair's width between like wanting something and having it. Like we want to at times be able to relax into that feeling of already having it, being given it. You already did all the work, like the work is done and now you're ready to receive. And it's like, if you don't, if you you have a goal that you're working toward and you haven't achieved it yet, it's like, okay, how do I receive it when I don't actually have it? It's like, okay, practice. That's why it's so nice to practice gratitude, like practice gratitude for the things you already have, because then like Annika is saying, like you basically generate momentum, if that makes sense for that feeling state of having what you want and that magnetizes in more evidence like more perceptual sense evidence for like the feeling state you're experiencing of being in abundance like being in the state of receiving everything you've always wanted with gratitude um that is another way you can look at a technique for bringing something in, magnetizing something in towards your reality, in addition to just chasing after it, going and getting it. It's like, you can wait for it to come to you. You can attract it. And it's like, let the universe make the next move. It's like, you make a move, you wait and see the universe makes the next move. It's like, that's that balance of like the masculine and feminine. And we all have a different balance and a different signature, like, and find what works for you. But for some people, maybe a lot of times for women, I'll see for myself, like I'm a woman. I find that naturally I have a balance of masculine and feminine energy where the feminine is more dominant, but um, I live in this society where I wasn't really taught to develop those skills, to refine my feminine powers, not in like 
any sort I'm just saying when I say feminine powers in this context I just mean like my energetic um powers to like really take advantage of the feminine principles of the universe like I didn't learn about these concepts until later in life and when I did I found them to be really helpful because the way my energy operates because I feel like I have more feminine energy it's a lot more productive for me I don't know oh it's like a lot more successful for me to attract things in than it is for me to go chase them. I have a lot more success with that. And if you're someone who, um, and they're so inextricable, like my masculine energy supports my feminine energy every step of the way. Like I'm a very um, logical, objective thinker to an extent. And that is that masculine principle. And without that, um, yeah, my feminine energy would not be supported. We would not be getting anything done. I don't know if this makes sense, but, um, okay, moving on. So all of that is what I have to say on that topic of kind of looking at do less from that perspective of just take a break and let yourself just be like instead of doing and let yourself just receive and it's like the more um distracted we are the less likely it is that we have that many moments like that. And I love what Anika was saying of like, rest and sleep are so healing. They're so, so regenerative, regenerative. They're so important for health. There's so much happening on the cellular level and on the subconscious level when we sleep is when we dream. And that is kind of like when we get a glimpse into the subconscious and like the subconscious communicates with us with symbols um, in our dreams. And when there's so many distractions, like we live in this world where there's so, so many, and we kind of have to be intentional about creating space for ourselves to be still and be quiet and cut out distractions and just be like, I feel like for me, it's like, when was the last time I just sat and just felt like, oh, this is, I just want to feel like what it feels like to like be in my body right now. It's like, when we are able to take the time to do that, I feel like it's helpful. It's hard to put into words, but it's helpful because that's when you basically like hear God. Like that's when you have the chance to hear from the greater wisdom. It's like when I said, you make a move, the universe makes a move. Like there's something, <laughs> there's something we're interacting with you guys. <laughs> and if we can like just be quiet and listen, then 
it's like any relationship. Like if we can listen, the relationship is going to flow better and we're going to get more love. So, um, yeah. And there's even more I want to say, but that all is like what was inspired by, um, what you were saying and also just that idea about like the feminine and masculine principle but do you have anything else that you would want to chat about in the midst of before I go on to the next stuff yes um yeah okay so basically when you were talking about you make a move and then the universe makes the next move. And then also actually when you were talking about how your, your masculine energy supports your feminine energy. And that's what this is all about. It's like, that's why we were making a podcast episode on do less when we already made one about like chop wood, carry water. Like it was almost like if we're using the term masculine and feminine energies, like the chop wood carry water was a little bit more of the masculine. It's the consistency. It's the showing up. It's the devotion to your work. It's the, it's the holding the container. It's the keeping up as they would say in Kundalini yoga, like keep up and you will be kept up. It's kind of like this, uh, phrase that's often used. And then this episode do less would be a little bit more of the feminine principle of that. Like, if you don't, actually when it is being called for do less get in the state of receptivity um open yourself to communication with the divine you know like take care of yourself be in silence like all these things whatever do less means to you um then you're not going to like open up space to like receive what you've been like putting work towards almost it's like we have to kind of be and that's kind of becoming more attuned to your relationship with the energy of life is like knowing what is being asked of at certain moments because like there might be a day where like yeah like the consistent like chopping wood and carry water is like being what's being asked of you and then there might be a day where it's like full-on receptivity doing less and it's like can we, can we tune into the subtlety of what life is asking from us and flow with it in this beautiful way? And that's the dance. And the two of them, like kind of strengthening these two different energies, these two different ways of being these two different, which it's not even two because it's like a full on scale of all these different, um, you know, shades of gray, uh, that is like being able to like embrace all of them, being able to show up in each of them is being fully integrated. And that is like the union, you know, like the union of wholeness within ourselves, like the union of masculine and feminine energies within ourselves. And, from there is where we can move through life in a really powerful way because it's not about going at everything from one specific energy it's about tuning into the subtlety of it all um and i think 
that I also really loved when you were talking about how sometimes there is so much simulation, there is so much going on that it can be really get easy to get caught up in the doing, caught up in the distractions. And like when we're able to like consciously realize that and unplug, it's like then we're able to move from our center. We're able to move from our soul. We're able to move from our genuine, authentic, like un um influenced guidance system versus like being moved and pulled in different directions by everything around us. And it's a constant dance because the world is just going to continue to speed up. There's going to continue to be more technology, more information, more options, more uh, things to know about, stuff to do, all of it, choices to make, you know. Um, And so it's kind of like a lifelong journey and a lifelong practice. And that is the rest of what I have to say. So I will toss it back to Calista to uh, wrap it up for us. Thank you, love. Um, Yes, okay. Oh, wow, this is just such a good topic, I feel like. Like, I just love everything. Um, Okay, the last main thing that I really want to talk about is the nervous system and how sensitive our nervous system is, how varied the sensitivity of our nervous systems are. And um, okay, so my teacher, Miriam Husna, she has this online school, the New Earth Mystery School. And part of the description is like, energetic tools for the highly sensitive or something like that. So she is really like an expert in this. And most of what I have learned about it, I learned from her. And I also read this book, the highly sensitive person that she recommended that is now decades old, but apparently was kind of like the, um, I can't think of the word, but like the first main definitive text like in this field and the idea is sensitivity not in the sense of like emotional sensitivity but um your sensitivity to stimuli in the sense of like how subtle of stimuli um are you picking up on? Like, I don't know if you guys ever played, (laughs) like I was in middle school when cell phones started becoming super popular and like kids all had them and stuff. And there was like this thing where you would play um, the super high pitch noise and like the teacher couldn't hear it. So it was just like disrupt and disrupt the class. And like, um, because when you get older, you like lose some of the higher pitch range of your hearing. And so it's like, you're not as sensitive to those higher frequency sound waves, basically. That's like um, a perfect example. So when your nervous system is really sensitive, you are perceiving and processing a lot of subtle stimulation and 
I think it says in the book, it's like 15 to 20% of the population is highly sensitive. And I think it's more, the way I think of it is more like a spectrum and just like that 15 to 20% um, highest end of the spectrum is just like where they decide to cut it off to like label you. But basically we all have a different threshold or um, I think that's an okay way of describing it for stimulus and we have to process it. When we perceive it, we, we pro our body processes it. And so it takes energy. And so if you are more towards this end of the spectrum where your body is processing a lot of information, first of all, it's a huge advantage in a lot of ways because information is power but um if you know how to use it and you're not getting like overwhelmed and highly sensitive people can be very prone to burnout and all types of other things but um I digress so basically this is just kind of tying back to the idea of kind of deprogramming our shame around resting and just really not comparing because some people might need more rest than other people. And it's not because they can't do as much work. It's just because their work is on different levels and like, it might just be more subtle. And um, it's like, if that's you, that's totally, totally fine. And give yourself the rest that you need. Like Mariam Hasna talks about like, her doctor prescribed her a one hour nap a day. And like learning all of this was really like healing for me because it's kind of like a permission slip because I feel like some people who are more sensitive, like I feel like I'm pretty sensitive to different um, stimuli. And so when we're living in a culture that already kind of undervalues rest. And then it seems like you need a lot more rest than other people in general. It's kind of like um, hard to give yourself, like hard to feel okay giving yourself the amount of rest that you need. But when I started learning about all these concepts and well, I had started to get really burnt out and I basically made healing my nervous system my number one priority. Like my nervous system, I started to notice was just getting so easily exacerbated because I was getting burned out and I would get stressed out super easy. And I'm someone who really values my spiritual health, my mental health and my emotional health and my physical health over everything, over achieving for sure. Like I've, I've pretty much um, always been like that. I've never been super as far as I know and we can't see our own blind spots but I've never been like you know Ivan Illich that classic short story where the guy's like so obsessed with money and business his whole life and like neglects his family and then on his deathbed he regrets it all like that has never been me ever since a young child I was like that's what I wanted to avoid <laughs> and so when I started to realize like all of this I just wanted to make my nervous system my number one priority healing it because I knew the longer I put it off, the worse it was going to 
be. And that's another note that I have about like the doing less is it's like you, here's another cheesy quote. If you don't pick a day to rest, your body is going to pick it for you. Like if you don't intentionally put in um, time to heal, recuperate, regenerate, then literally like that's when you get sick. And also people burn out and people will, if you push yourself so, 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 so far to the point where your adrenal glands, like your body, your nervous system literally cannot continue. It is going to take you a lot, lot longer to like get back in the groove than if you just, you know, turn your phone off every Sunday, go for a walk in the park, take a bubble bath and just like write in your journal. Then you can just get back in your groove the following day. So it's kind of like you want to maintain the support, a lifestyle of like supporting your nervous system so your nervous system can continue to support you. And I loved what Annika said about how we kind of just create busyness. And it's one of those things that's so hard to see when you're in it. I can already hear like someone who's super busy being like, oh, if I, if that was true, I wouldn't have created these hundred things on my to-do list that I have right now. But um, it's like, it happened to me. I had, I joke, I joke that it was like my mental or my quarter life crisis where I had kind of like this emotional breakdown. It was during the luteal phase of my menstrual cycle, incidentally, but um, I basically just realized, I call it my quarter life crisis because like everything changed from that, that point forward, because I realized how much I had been creating this busyness for myself and how much it's like when we have that mental health crisis or we have that health crisis, then we see how much we created the busyness because then we have to cancel everything. And like, we see how the world just keeps on moving, keeps on going. And it's like, I realized like, who am I trying to keep up with? Like, that's where I really got my philosophy that I talk about so much in our episode. So like, you are the main character. Like, why am I holding myself to these external obligations and like doing these things when I'm not even feeling my best? Like, I need to like give myself some, some support. And like this, I feel like this type of thinking, it almost sounds like naughty. It's like, wait, you're just going to like shift your responsibilities and your tasks down on your priority list and focus on um, just making sure you're really relaxed and feeling your best as a higher priority. It's like, yes. And I think that you should too. I really do because um, it's like a gift. It's a gift to show up to 
someone and not be performing for them, not be needing their approval, not be trying to get them to be a little pawn in your objective aims. It's like, and the other thing is, it is relaxing and it's a gift to yourself. Like my people pleasing days, I'd be in a group of people and it's like, my mind is going a million miles an hour doing all these gymnastics of like, interpreting feedback I'm getting, like interpreting people's body language subconsciously of like, how am I being perceived? How am I coming across? And then you're subconsciously reacting and then cycle continues. Like you're perceiving subconsciously feedback to that. And it's like, when you are able to, like when I was able to switch my kind of operating state to this perspective where it's like, who cares if these people like me, who even are these people? And what are they even acting like? Like, do I even like them? And it's kind of like you become the observer, like just sit back and observe. And it's like, who cares if I am acting how I should and doing enough? Like, what even is going on? Like, am I even responding to um, the situation as it is? Like, and it's like, if we can just, and that happens to me, oh my gosh, that's something I'm still working on. Like, that's literally something I'm still working on. That is my theme for 2022 is presence in my own body and my own energy field. Because when I'm around other people, it's so easy for me to get caught up in their energy, what they have going on. And I'm not even, um, giving myself the opportunity to just like relax, chill in my body, have my own experience and just like observe. It's like, I'm doing too much. Like it's like do less. And, um, I think that that is all that I have to say. I love this topic so, so much. Um, and I think that it's always such a good reminder. Like just take a nap, take a bath. That's my, that's my motto. It's like, or take, like take a mental health day. It's like when you're so stressed, I'm the type of person, like when I get so stressed and I get so overwhelmed, I just take a nap. And I feel like that's common. I feel like that's a joke, but it works. I don't mean like, oh, in a way of just avoiding my responsibilities. I really, really, really don't like, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to take a nap and avoid my responsibilities. It's like, no, I'm feeling overwhelmed. That means I need to support my nervous system right now so mm -hmm. that I can like hold myself accountable to my responsibilities. Right. Because nothing productive is going to happen. It's like, you can't solve your problems from the same state of consciousness that like, caused all these, not that you caused them, but even kind of, if we're like attracting our life situation, when things start to get hectic, it's like, and Abraham Hicks says that she's like, if you can't get out of the state that you're in, or like you find yourself in like a panic state, a negative state, this or that, like, she's always like, just sleep, 
<laughs> just go to sleep. But honestly, Calista, that's kind of a superpower because I feel like when I'm overwhelmed, like I'm, I'm going to try it next time and I'll report back. But I just feel like I would feel like too anxious to sleep, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to report back. I like that tip. <laughs> I love that for you. And I even have tips about not being too anxious to sleep, but it's so, um, it's so personal to the own situation. So we'll chat about it later. And yeah, anyone who wants to share like their experience, their questions, their tips, their ideas, um, they should email us at the brainwash yourself podcast or not the, there's no the, uh, brainwash yourself podcast at gmail.com. Yes, please. Um, cause we could totally get into it on the episode too. Just all the beautiful tips that come from all of you. Um, there is one last thing that I want to say, and, um, it is about my favorite book called the alchemist, which Calista knows, cause they bring it up all the time. Um, if you haven't read it, it's essentially a, like a book about somebody like being led to their destiny, like through, through them basically not trying to do anything, but following the breadcrumbs upon serendipitous life situations that consistently reveal them to them, like one after another and cause them to go through this, like this journey of personal transformation, like learning growth and like basically like a treasure hunt of life until you like realize one day, like how they say, like you look back one day and like it all made sense. And like, he was just like a, you know, a slow living shepherd in like the Spanish, like Andalusian mountains, like in the fields and just like from his beautiful, like receptive state of like moving through life in a state of like just deeply being present with everything around him and not really trying to do anything he ends up having the most like fantastical personal fulfillment of like his own personal legend like as he calls it and I just feel like that is a perfect metaphor for like not worrying about not getting where you're supposed to go because like you're not just going 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 like that's not like it's kind of like a secret of life it's a total like life hack that like you don't have to try 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 go 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 um burn yourself out to get to where you want to go like there is a river flowing and like you can let it carry you and like sometimes you have to lay back to like let that happen um, that's all for me, all for you, Calista. Love that. I also actually remembered one tiny last thing, which was like, when you were saying, you said something about like, oh, how could you even see this phrase from a perspective of like having a problem with it, which I loved. Like, I love how I, there's always different ways to look at things. And I feel like we never want to position ourselves as like, this is the truth based on the facts. Like we um, are sharing like two perspectives out of infinity, but I did also think like, okay, so it's like, what about making a difference? And like, 
when there's like, oh, other people who don't have as much opportunity, like, shouldn't you like, kind of like that idea of like, oh, it's a privilege to say like, do less when it's like, oh, the, the planet's on fire. Like we need to do something like this, that, and the other. And I'm not saying like, first of all, when I say those examples, I'm not endorsing them or like saying there's something wrong with those views at all. I'm just saying like, these are common, I feel like common um, ideas and common thoughts that I've like heard of people mentioning that they had. And it's just like, something that that makes me think of is like how much we can be well-intentioned and like kind of show up trying to help and kind of just acting unconsciously and like being reactive to like what we see as a problem. And then like going back in hindsight, like after the fact, it's like, um, it was just a mess. And I just feel like it's such a rare quality to be able to be patient and be thoughtful and have restraint and things like this. And of course, like there's the time to act, like, like we've been saying a million times, there's the balance toward everything, but like, sometimes it's like how much, how much better of a place would the world be if people would just master the art of minding their own business? Or like I always say, like anyone, anyone who's in an authority position, like I wish that we, there could be a global loudspeaker that's like anyone in an authority position, like analyze your immediate surroundings and please ensure that they're clean and tidy. It's like, let's just make sure that we have ourselves and our sphere of influence um, under control before we decide like, oh, we should feel obligated to go and help everyone else. And obviously helping others is like, one of the most beautiful things about life and just being able to be compassionate and see a need and respond to it in the moment. So that just goes to my whole point of like, there's a million sides to everything, but that's just one thing that I thought of and the last thing. So that's it for me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. And please email us. <laughs> we want to hear from you. We ours. Yeah. And some of you did. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for our five star rating on Apple Podcasts. You guys, we love you so, so much. And we really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah. For real. You guys are the best. No one else we would rather traverse through the universe in the subship with. Um, and until next time, we are just beaming you so much power. May you have the most epic week and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm. Do less this week, y'all. Do less. Take something off your to-do list. Cancel something. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Mwah. Mwah.